Welcome to Visionaries Global Media, your number one source for podcasting entertainment. Visionaries Global Media, envisioning excellence on a global scale. face in Milwaukee. You were the better man that night. But the thing is, Jay, can you be the better man tonight? Beat me once might be luck. Beat me twice takes skill. The difference between you and I is I learned from my mistakes, Jay. And tonight, no mistakes will be made. Because there's three things you don't get with Mike Mondo. No rest, no mercy, What up, High Fivers? This is your boy, High Five Tom, and we've got my very good friend, Will, here on the other side of the world. Will, how are you? Doing all right, Tom. How are you? You know, you know, all things considered, now that I get to see your smiling face, Will, things are just a little bit better, so that always helps. And I'm glad you didn't spit out your iced tea all over your camera when I said that, so. Nope. Got to keep up on the sweet tea to maintain this physique. <laughs> Well, um, we got a couple of shout-outs, actually mainly on your end, Will. Uh, a couple of people yeah. want to shout-out here right off the bat. I want, to, I want to take some time today to briefly shout-out my friend Kevin, my friend uh, Mike. Uh, Mike is a Chicago – well, we call him a Chicago native now. You know, he's been down there long enough, sure. Yeah. <laughs> But uh, Mike recently got into wrestling, been getting to a, into the AEW stuff. So uh, Devin's going down, and uh, they're going to hang out. They've been friends for years, but they're going to rewatch Forbidden Door, start getting Pimento a little more into it. We talked about after the off. We knew there was going to be more time. You know, maybe we, we would have sent down like some PWG DVDs. Yeah. Maybe we try to get him in on the, the G1 that starts this weekend. Yeah. Starts today as you folks are listening. Yeah, no shit. Yeah, actually probably will have actually started unless you brought it and listen right away when it drops. So So uh here's my shout out. Those are they're two of my best friends. Uh Mike I met because he came to look at the school I started at my undergraduate on. And I met him at like a prospective student day thing. Nice. And he he wound up and he wound up going to Columbia instead. That's why he stayed down in Chicago. Yeah. Can't say I blame him for choosing that, but yeah. fun enough story. Um, so I had met this guy, but I never really like talked to him. But we just kind of bonded over like music and stuff, yeah, whatnot. So he invited me to his Christmas party, and it was so because his girlfriend, like a couple months, who is now a spouse, we went to uh, Pennsylvania for their wedding. They. They had added me on Facebook, too, and they're like, you know, Mike talks about you a lot, so I wanted to get to know you, too. So I'm like, damn, I barely know this guy. And apparently we're like best friends now. This is sick. <laughs> so I roll up to this Christmas party, and when I get there, it's Mike, Anna, his spouse, and then Devin, who's going to be like one of my best friends. So 
Devin and I were on this one couch. And then one of their other friends who are a couple who are also named Will and Devin came in and sat on the other couch. That's pretty funny. Right? Uh, Devin really funny, told you know? me that, that uh, when he first put me in his phone, he put me in the phone as Bandcamp guy. Because I talk a lot about albums uh, on Bandcamp. So I guess in the spirit of that shout out, I'll, I'll say this week, everybody should go listen to the EP by Severed Boy out of Boston. It's uh, some good Death Doom shit. Yeah, if you want to send me a link, I will I will put that in the episode this week. So it is a uh, it is very good stuff. Kind of tickled that itch I've had. Uh, there was a band around here called Innumerable Forms, mm-hmm. killer stuff. Gave me kind of a vibe like that. So that's good stuff. It's a couple bucks, nice. seven bucks. You can get CDs, cassettes. I think are sold out. And cassettes are coming. Make cassettes are coming back. There's there's a band called Nothing. And I was buying their albums on cassette because they kind of have like that kind of shoegazy rock kind of thing. So I'm like, this is like, this is, this is what I imagine like when I pop in a cassette, like when I'm going to listen to. So now, yeah, was, uh, now as a kid, were cassettes even around by the time you were listening to music at all or no? Yeah. So I mean, I was born in 91. So cassettes were largely being phased out at that time. But yeah. Next shout, shout out, Devin been a great friend i want to shout out mike recent wrestling fan decided the e wasn't for him so we're gonna he he lives in chicago that there's no there's not a lack of wrestling in that chicago area so no there is definitely not so i'm speaking of which and i know we talked about this in uh, pre-production but mike yeah if you want to i'll be at logan square auditorium on the north side chicago on september 1st uh for aaw uh for their uh destination chicago they are kicking off all weekend um, last year was a, this our first indie appearance by uh, Ruby uh, Soho. Um, but I was talking to my good friend Trent, who's a producer over at AAW, and uh, he said it's going to be a stack card, so it's going to be a show not to miss. So I told Will, if you want to go, tickets on me. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I'm a big proponent of AAW. I push everything that I can. Unfortunately, I will be out of town for their show this week. But if you want to hear a review or a preview of that show, just check out the Midwestern Wrestling Roundup. But yeah, seriously, dude, Chicago, um, you know, I, I, it's been very, very well put on here that I have beef with the town of Chicago, uh, mainly Cubs fans. But at the end of the day, I mean, the wrestling scene is, is crazy. I mean, the Chicago style wrestling, AAW, Warrior. I mean, Warrior Wrestling's got Athena and Kylie Ray uh, coming up this week. You know, there's Freelance. Uh, there's so many Indies. And then Milwaukee, you know, obviously I'm biased because I'm in Milwaukee. Um yeah. No way. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, I don't know if you knew that or not. That was just not, was just not a random thing. And I guess somebody flipped their car in Milwaukee. They had a, they had a floral print shirt. That was. There was accusations being thrown out. I know. I was like, man, shout out to our good friend, David Henry Bauer III. Hopefully start up on that DDP yoga soon, which you can also hear our view of on Chopping Up with High Five Tom, but. Yeah, if anyone wants to see that picture, I'll see if I can track it down on a Discord. It's really fucking weird. The car's on side, but the lady's standing. She's standing up. upright, like, on, like, the, the driver's side window. Yeah, it's it's really random. But she's wearing a Hawaiian shirt. So, 
I had to check my closet. It's a, it's, it's, yeah, it's, it's a it's a blue and white Hawaiian shirt, and if people know, yeah, that's a that's a trademark Tom thing. So yeah, not not to put the cart before the horse. You know, you say you're in Milwaukee. Ring of Honor was in Milwaukee this week, Tom. It was ten years ago, and you almost went. I almost did go. Like I said, this was that weird time where I was like thinking about getting into wrestling. I think I ended up going to Summerfest instead um, that week, which is their big thing. Um, but I did not go. Um, but yeah, we will be covering that after we uh, we talk about episode 43 for about 10, 15, 20 seconds. Um, we should at least mention it because this is a Ring Modern TV podcast. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, but if they've, if they've watched Best in the World or they listen to our recap of Best in the World from what it been like two or three weeks ago, yeah, uh, you've already you've already seen and heard everything because they they literally added nothing new. No, um, they they showed like three matches too. Yeah, um, I they gave a lot of that card away. <laughs> yeah, um, not the world title match this time though. No, no. Um, so yeah, if you want to hear more about that, um, yeah, they just reviewed, the uh, um, um, oh my gosh, Michael Elgin match with, uh, Finley, Finley. Oh my gosh. Jeez. I got it right here in my notes, but couldn't read, which was a great match. Um, I think the promos were better, obviously, you know, Roddy keeps calling Porky. Um, and then we had some low lights of, uh, Dem boys versus that piece of the shit guardians of truth. And then uh can't say we, it was much better on fast forward. Oh yeah, I mean yeah, I thought it was really good on skip. So you know, you know, Tom, I I I still feel like I owe you a legitimate apology for how much I said there's no way it can be this bad. But I should have known if Tom was saying it's bad. Especially if the Briscoe. Tom doesn't say anything's bad. I wouldn't say that but it's rare. Um besides Cubs fans. Well, besides Cubs fans and the Brewers limping into the all-star break. Um, but, yeah, and then they showed the, the triple threat. I mean, these were – I mean, well, these two matches besides the, the first are worth checking out. Um, and if this is your first episode of Ring of Honor, uh, Revelry, just go back a couple episodes and you can hear about these. You know, we're not going to rehash old stuff. Um, but, I mean, I still uh, – the triple threat was fun. I did like the unique ending. Um as long as you can suspend or suspend disbelief. Um, and then it was fun highlights of uh, the world championship match. I mean, all these things you should go back and review. So, all right. That was our coverage of episode 43 of ring. Right, good night, Gracie. <laughs> good, good night, Gracie. Um, but the main focus, and I'm not just doing that because obviously this has happened in Milwaukee, but it is the brew city beatdown that happened on July 14th, 2012. In the city of Milwaukee, at the legendary Turner Hall Ballroom, and by legendary, I'm not. That's not actually hyperbole. It's actually like a landmark. Um, it's a really cool building. It's top five favorite venues. I, I get to go see anything. Um, so we will definitely go see it next time we we're in Milwaukee. Will, um, yeah, it was the, built the in, next time. The, the first time. The first time in Milwaukee. Well, whatever you know. I mean. You could have been in Milwaukee, Oregon. There's a couple different Milwaukee's, but um, I mean, but I, people have seen me. I've got that face. I had somebody even just the other day ask me if I had a sibling that like lives around here. I'm like, no, I don't. 
Yeah, you never know. Um, but I did have to chuckle. Uh, it was built in the 1890s. It is right downtown across from the Fiserv Forum and the former Bradley Center where the Mega Powers exploded, by the way. Um, but yeah, I have to crack up because uh, Carino's like, oh yeah, this building was built in the 1890s when Cornette started booking. Um, that was pretty fun. But I mean, all bullshit aside, it is a very legendary um, venue. It is also the same place where I did my review for Unauthorized five years later. Um, we got our first match here, Will. And uh, before we open up a little, little singles competition, right? Red yeah. Titus? Yeah, we got Mike Seidel versus Ray Titus. And before we go any further, um, I do want to shout out my good friends, Matt and Adam, over at the Dark, Dark Side of the Ring podcast. Because um, they do this like you know, this date in history, la da da da. But it was a date that Kenny King was fired from Ring of Honor. Whoops. Yeah. Um, so gotta, say, gotta say, reading reading the articles you sent me, it's it's almost hard not to be on Kenny King's side a little bit. I'm almost fully on his side. Like I get like you got the strap, you're working out a contract. Uh, so I guess to get to the, the meat and potatoes of this, Kenny King appeared on Impact. And that was a no-no because he wasn't supposed to wrestle for any other companies while they were kind of sussing this out. Yeah. And he just said, well, I'm going to I'm gonna do it. And they're like, well, we said no. <laughs> so you're out. Brett Titus sucks to be you. <laughs> yeah, they just stripped him. Oh, the titles that we were just, what, a week and a half ago? Um, I mean, June 24th, you yeah. know, like two weeks. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't know why, because I guess he'd been working like without a contract when they won. So why they gave them the belts. I don't, I don't know. Um, I mean, unless they just assumed that that was going to be like the, the sweetening of, of the pot and that was going to get yeah. him to resign. He's like, oh, we'll give you the, put the straps on you guys, give you guys a run. Tyson try to sign a new contract. You know, he's kind of like, you know, I kind of like being here. Maybe I want to try being somewhere else. It's the old, hey man, we'll give you, we'll give you an extra couple bucks, give you a run with the title. That's what do you say? Come on. Yeah. And he's uh, like, oh, I want to, I want to wrestle for Impact. And they're like, well, we don't want you to wrestle for anybody else. So, uh, see ya. Yeah, you're, you're, you're gone. Um, and just from, you know, from reading that article, obviously he has been welcomed back since, um, obviously and both impact and <laughs> yeah, I run it as he's in impact right now. Um, you know, but it just sounds like there is a certain person in particular that he was not happy with. It was, uh, I didn't mention said person by name, but process of elimination, um, you know, he said Carrie Silken welcomed him back with open arms. Joe Coff welcomed him back with open arms. Delirious was happy to see him. Apparently he's one other person, but we'll let the high fivers come uh come up with that. So um yeah, but it was yeah, it was Rhett Titus solo uh versus the other side L brother. Um hot opener, you know, for yeah. sure. Um Crino again says, Yeah, wow, this side L kid's a star. I mean, look. It's tattooed on his back. Dude's mine. I, I really liked having this. Is my one of my favorite 
commentary duos. The Steve Carino, Kevin Kelly. Yeah. Mainly alluded to the fact from like the last event where it's like, oh, you're back. You're on the phone for Bobby Cruz this time. He's like, yeah, I missed you on commentary. He's like, I was doing, he's like, I just didn't see you. So, um, yeah, good match. A lot of hot action. Um, you know, Reb's getting bad for being, you know, a singles guy, high energy whole match. Um, and the end of the match, you know, Seidel gets uh, right in the corner. Uh, he's going for some kind of superplex. Uh, Rep slips under him. I like that. And trips him up and slams his face on the, on the turnbuckle. And then I uh, does it and do it. I don't care what anyone says. Rep's got a fuck of a goddamn drop kick. That's, I mean, it wasn't his finishing move in this match, but I mean, that's his. Now it is. Yeah. Um, but he hits that drop kick and then he nails a swinging DT. And we get uh, Rep's first, t- or, uh, first singles win right off the bat. So. Got to, got to keep your champ looking strong, but they're they they mentioned it on commentary. Kenny King's out. You know what does this mean for Brett Titus going forward? Does he get to pick a new partner to carry those belts? Does he have to defend it alone? Yeah. Are they going to take the belts off him? We don't I think, know. I think they stripped him. Because didn't he come out with the title still? No. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, it comes up later later in the show, but we'll we'll talk about that when it comes up. So, um, but yeah, but will as we were coming to that time uh, for our first fuck you Zoom break, you want to take a quick break here before we dive into this also spectacular match. Um, yeah, all right, high fivers, we will be back in about uh, for you about ten seconds. makes its return for the first time in over eight years to Milwaukee, Wisconsin. And tonight I cross paths with a guy that I'm pretty familiar with, a guy that I've crossed paths with before. It's been a long time, Roger, but tonight I'm bringing it. Tonight it's all about me getting my job back here at Ring of Honor. Beautiful blonde, and with a beer flows like rivers. So we're gonna leave with. 
All right, High Fivers, your favorite uh, Ring of Honor Reverie podcasters are back uh, after a little break here. So um, we're going to do a little bit of a pivot uh, because Tom forgot um, a couple things that Will and I were going to discuss uh, before we got into this. And before we get into this fantastic Mike Mondo J. Lethal match, and that is a shoot, brother, um, we just got a couple things. So first, I want to take um, our our weekly uh, question of dishonor from our good our good friend Brundon who wanted to know what uh, 2012 Ring of Honor superstar uh, we'd like to see in Ring of Honor today. Um, and Will and I kind of had discussed this a little bit, uh, um, but Will, what's, uh, what's your first pick? I mean, the, it oh. kind of feels like a cop-out answer, but I mean, how do you not pick Kevin Steen? Yeah. Um, how, how do you, how do you not pick? I mean, we still see him on a regular basis. We know he's still yeah. delivering at that at that level, and he could let the chains loose a little bit, you know, because he doesn't do that rough style as much anymore. You know, he probably could. Yeah. Um, but I would also say uh, wrestling's greatest tag team. Really, I think. Huh. Especially. Um, you know, we got Briscoe's FTR two coming up. Yeah, I just feel like specifically for that match, like FTR Wrestling's Greatest Tag Team would be a would be a great match. Interesting. I was not thinking he'd go that way. Um, well, we couldn't pick Mike Mondo. That you said yeah. that was one of the parameters we couldn't pick yeah. Mondo. That's Mondo, obviously from the preface that we couldn't pick Mike Mondo, which you know, um, damn, it's a little how dare you. You know, um, but my offer still stands. I said, Mike Mondo will critique your match. So if there's any wrestlers out there listening to this, I will pay for $20 for Mike Mondo to critique your match. Um, but now I want to preface my first thought. And I don't know. This is kind of odd because um, I was trying to go with someone that's probably not going to show up in Ring of Honor. And um, and that is, and I want to preface this, this is pre-sex uh, offender Michael Elgin. Um. Simple fact is, dude's a fucking hoss, you know. And Ring of Honor doesn't really, I mean, they've got Brian Cage, um, but they don't really have that hoss guy that can just dominate, uh, like Michael Elgin could right now. Um, so I would take 2000 or I mean, 2012 Michael, you know, Michael Elgin pre sex offender, um, you know. And to be honest, the other one is someone we well, we kind of saw in Brew City Beatdown, um, although it may have been just a fan dressed up as him. Um, but it'd be good to see, like you said, you say Kevin Steen, but we'd be remiss to say El Generico would be awesome to have back. Yeah. You know, I mean, if we could resurrect. I, I did like bed. that bit from, from the main event. He's in the uh, crowd. He is just a fan. Well, I can't tell. He's wearing a mask. Um, I, I love gimmicks like that. And I'm going to, I'm actually going to try and do some investigation um, because I do want to show up my good friend, Andy. Uh, who will also be on the show eventually, who was at this show, uh, that gave me a little um, little insight onto the show, too, that we'll go over later. Um, but yeah, I'm going to go with Michael Elgin and uh, El Generico. Yeah, I mean, there's... I feel like it's kind of... Like the roster for Ring of Honor right now is so thin. A lot of the people that are in Ring of Honor in 2012... You we could potentially see pop up in Ring of Honor now. Right. I mean, it's not unbelievable Tony Khan would 
make a deal with Impact, who now employs our Matt Taven, our Mike Bennett, our Eddie Edwards, our Davey yeah. Richards. <laughs> yeah. And, well, on his own roster, he's got Adam Cole, he's got Kyle O'Reilly. You know, I mean, the Young Bucks were kind of in and out at this point, you know. You you could have, I mean, Rhett Titus is floating around. Yeah. The, so. I mean, the Briscoes were going to see, We who knows if they actually get signed, but, you know, they're at least going to be brought in for these Ring of Honor shows, which, I mean, if that's what we get, I mean, that's what we get. I mean, you, you I don't think you can do Ring of Honor at this point without the Briscoes. Yeah, it's, I mean, it's, it's in their name. Well, it's not, but. It should be so. There, if they had an H in there, you could. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, um, and Brendan, I did kind of steal your idea for my mystery brain buster on FTR this week. So, thank you for that. But uh, yeah, so, that is so, our. Uh, uh, I, I want to pose a follow up to you now, though. If you could send somebody back, somebody from modern day Ring of Honor, and send them back, 2012, like, as they are now, not aging them back 10 years. So we're not talking about like an eight-year-old Wheeler Yuta. (laughs) (laughs) Well, um, I've got a couple thoughts, but it's going to be too much of a segue. Um, But I mean, I I will bring back someone that's going to be on the show. Daniel Garcia totally fits, Um, you know, Lee Moriarty. But I mean, you know, this is going to be a segue, but obviously my, my number one pick is Jonathan Gresham. I know he was flirting with Ring of Honor back in 2012. Um, I don't think he made TV for or quite a bit, but I know he was kind of in the mixer. Uh, but yeah, Gresham for sure. I mean, Gresham was, I mean, he's, the the physical change he's put his body through in the last, like, couple, even the last couple of years. Yeah. The fact that he only weighs in at 205 pounds. I've got 80 pounds on the Ring of Honor World Champ, Tom. And let me tell you, I don't look it. That man is shredded. Yeah. So seeing this, you know, brick of a man going back to 2012, squaring up with Mike, like who's going to stand up to a Michael Elgin? Who's going to stand up to this powerhouse? Another dude who's not not terribly tall, but he's strong. Probably could easily, you know, be press slamming Elgin around the ring. It'd be a could have been a hell of a match. He got, you know, kind of Roddy's not quite into his prime yet. You know, he's still obviously put out great stuff, but then you also have yeah. you know, Gresham and David Richards at this point. Three great matches. And Gresham's just great. Yeah. So well, good. Will. That's a pretty nice segue. It's almost like we've done this before. And we didn't necessarily plan it that way. Will kind of sprung that question on me. But um, Will and I were discussing in the Shining Wizards Discord um, this week. You know, we, I just saw – I have not actually seen the actual promo, and I have not seen the actual match. But it turns out said Jonathan Gresham is going, quote-unquote, heel. Um, yep, so to tell, fill you in a little bit on this, Tom. So a match was set up. This match is still happening next week or this week on rampage okay uh, it was already set up that lee moriarty was going to have a title shot against gresham for this week's rampage okay so last week's rampage they set up a tag match jonathan gresham and lee moriarty against the gates of agony which is con and 
can't remember the other fellow's name just because I don't I haven't seen him that much. I've seen him at Superguard. Yeah. And I saw him when I watched the episode this week. I mean, but Khan's money. Yeah. Big money. Another so, guy hasn't had a carb in three, four years. So Gates of Agony are in the ring. Moriarty gets in the ring. Gresham's up on the corner, like taking off his mask and stuff. The heels jump him. And then Moriarty's like been in the ring for a while. And he goes to get the tag with Gresham. And Gresham like is kind of distracted from the corner by Tully Blanchard. Mm. And then comes back then later in the match, Moriarty gets away again. Like he's he's trying to squirrel in and out of everything, trying to get this tag. And Gresham hands out, pulls the hand in, slowly turns, walks down the steps, hugs Tully Blanchard on the uh, on the ramp. Lee Moriarty gets destroyed by the gates of agony, and the the promos were decent. I mean, they they mentioned that like you know Gresham's got a match against. Moriarty next week. So, I mean, obviously this softens up your opponent quite yeah. a bit at letting him get beat up by Khan and said person. The, the other, the other feller. But my issue isn't with the motivation. Um, in like the post-match comments, Gresham said, you know, I've been, I signed my contract back in March. He's like, and he's like, I've been sitting at home. I'm the ring of honor world champion. I, I should be out here because I'm the foundation of Ring of Honor. I should be like a present force. Like I should be in the conversation for best technical wrestler with Danielson and Zack Sabre Jr. And I was sitting at home. Yeah. So he's got the motivation. I'm not opposed to a heel Jonathan Gresham because the foundation kind of at the end of the Ring of Honor run was kind of on that line where it's like, they're the good they're the good guys, but they're not necessarily the nicest guys. Right. Um, I don't like that the Gates of Agony and Jonathan Gresham are now kind of underneath Tully Blanchard because the optic of this shriveled up old white man saying that these strong men of color are going to get their success because of me just really doesn't set well with me. Cause I mean, Khan is legit a Prince. They mentioned that on commentary. He is a yeah. Cameroonian Prince. Yeah. And I mean, Jonathan Gresham is one of the best technical wrestlers in the world. The dude is incredible. Shape, puts on incredible matches. They don't need totally blank. They just need to be on TV. Yeah. I didn't even see yeah, because I hadn't even seen it. So, and isn't Brian Cage part of this too? Yes, but we also haven't seen Brian Cage since Super Card of Honor, and he's not uh, as, as of right now is not on the card for Death Before Dishonor. Yeah, so which I'll be at if any uh, high fivers happen to make the trek up for Death Before Dishonor. Yeah, hit me up on uh, the socials. Selfies are free. Yeah. One so, night only. Yeah, we've got our good friend Mike Peterson. You guys are going to hang out, so that's good to see. So yeah, we're going to meet up. I got a bunch of uh, my friends from the Drive Bible Coffee CD release show. A lot of wrestling hey. fans. 
had beef with that too because they had they got access to pre-sale stuff because they get the aw tickets before what about us honor club people tom where's where's our pre-sale for shop aw <laughs> that's a legitimate question so they call it the new Ring of Honor merch is through Pro Wrestling Tees now and not through the Ring of Honor website, so we don't get our discount. We are we literally are paying out right now. I mean, I already paid out because I did the I was ding dong and does the yearly subscription. You paid my month. Yeah. We get the we, we have access to the back library. And the so far two new events. That's it. That's what our you get a lot more for the network through the Peacock. Yeah. So we shall see. Um, the HBO Max deal better come soon. <laughs> if that happens, all is forgiven. I would be super. Because at least that way, I'm not paying more than what we already pay. And this show better be on fucking Honor Club slash whatever. It should be super cardless. So. Um, was it $40? I think that's what they were saying in the Discord is it was $40 for the... I don't even... Was, was Supercard $40? It might have been, so... Um, well, at least Supercard is at least like a Mania quality... Yeah. You know, there, there, was, there was plenty of matches on that card to warrant, warrant the price tag for that one. But again, there was no build. It's yeah. like right now... Most of, a lot. I mean, you know, we got it's a lot of rematches right now. It's FTR Briscoes two. It's Serena D Mercedes Martinez, which isn't necessarily a rematch, but I mean, that's yeah. they kind of have a build going into that where they were a tag team. They were always a little choppy with each other. Yeah, and then on Rampage this past week, the tag team fell apart, even though they're still undefeated as a tag team. That's gonna be a fuck of a match, though. Can we help match? We got Yuta, Daniel Garcia for the pure title. Yeah, I just, uh, Tony Khan's got to stop getting so cocky with people buying shit for without, you know, knowing what's going to happen. So you just got to give us some build. Like, you don't really need to build Briscoe's FDR, too. Yeah. That, that doesn't really need to be on TV to sell. But hopefully they start building towards something with Gresham now. He's got this thing with Lee Moriarty going, but it's on ramp. So if you're not watching Rampage, yeah. Hopefully we get weekly TV too, but you know, but we've got 2012, Will, and we've got at least we've got 2012. Uh, you know what? 2012 uh, Ring of Honor. You know what Ring of Honor 2012 has that 2022 does not have. Mike fucking Mondo. That's true, and that's what they should. Um, but yeah, our second match, high fivers, is Mike Mondo versus Jay Lethal. Um, and it's funny, now Jay Lethal's from New Jersey. Bam. Like I bitch about it, and then the next week he's from New Jersey finally. So they were listening. I, I guess so. <laughs> I don't know. They used the wayback machine and said, Don't we gotta fix this? Yeah, I mean, I, I've been watching Umbrella Academy, I know all different timelines and everything, so um, but also, Steve Carino's got breaking news about Jay Lethal. I don't know if you caught this or not, Will, but it turns out he is related to WWE legend Viscero. He brought that up at uh, 
the last show too. Yeah. I love Steve Carino. Um, I like the continuities. Like Kelly, you weren't here at the booth when I brought this up last time. I'm going to tell you now. Oh, dude, did you, I hope we get to shake Steve Carino's hand sometime soon, but, um, but yeah, dude, this is, I mean, obviously we're Mike Mondo marks, but this is a fuck of a match. Well, this uh, is a great match. And, uh, have you, have you watched? Cause so I watched next week's TV too. Cause I remember we were talking about a couple things tonight. Yeah. And I knew the TV was just a recap. So I'm like, well, maybe we're going to skip that because they really had nothing extra to it. Yeah. So maybe we're just going to skip that week and we're going to cover this event and the next TV where stuff actually happens. Spoiler alert, it's more Mike Mondo. Hell yeah. But uh, I'll watch it tomorrow, but... Mike, Mike Mondo, you know, kind of... Is he a heel? He's churning on he's, people. I think people he, are... It's kind of weird that it wasn't even like a gradual turn. It's just like Mike Mondo being Mike Mondo. And all people, he's like, yeah. The only difference now is he shakes people's hands. And he beat up so, Mike Bennett. And he said he wanted to fuck Maria like everyone else does on that TV show. You're not, even the camera follows the, the booty shots quite a bit. Yeah. And shout out to Maria Canales, by the way. Uh, her women's wrestling army show was in Chicago last weekend. Um, and everyone I talked to said it was a fucking banger. Um, I got to show up for the replays if there's replays. If, yeah. Is it on pay-per-view? I would assume so. Or maybe those are just tapings. I don't know. I'll have to double check. Um, but yeah, no, so, and this is coming from legit, you know, wrestling fans and not just perverts. Um, you know, cause I definitely have my fair share. I mean, you know, I wouldn't say otherwise. Um, yeah, dude, totally bangers. So shout out to Maria. Um, like I said, when I talked to her, she was super nice. Uh, she gave me like five minutes. You know, and you know, it was awesome. And uh, but yeah, but yeah, dude, listen, I mean, like my, my first note is I mean, when you can have a guy that can work like Lethal can, where Mondo can show off what he can do, man. And I noticed my boy Trent, who was on the Midwestern Wrestling Roundup, was in the front row in this match. I saw him, I was like, oh, that's a pre uh, pre uh, pre beard Trent. So shout out to AEW and my good friend Trent Saburi. So, um, Shouts out to Monto, you know. He he had the time limit draw with uh, Davey Richards the week before. He won that four-way match. He won the four-way match, and uh, he unfortunately didn't come up with the win. But did he lose? He may have. He certainly had the respect, you know, the kind of weird kind of post-match angle. But when he's selling the leg, which we've seen Mike Mondo sell the leg before, but Davey Richards beat up that leg pretty bad. Yeah. Jay Lethal went on it too. So Cornette says, yo, if you can't get in the ring, you can't get this match going. The match is done. Like that's Yeah. Mike Mondo says, Mike Mondo doesn't fucking quit. He gets uh, back in the ring. Yeah. Um, yeah, make make a long story short. So yeah, Lethal flips Mondo up, you know, does a monkey flip thing and Mondo lands on his knee and uh, you know, blows out his knee and he he takes a powder on the outside and he starts accounting. Yeah, like Will said, like Cornette Cam says, you know, if you can't make it, we're we're calling it. And he gets on the mic and he says he ain't fucking quitting. Um and they battled. I mean, they didn't do any moves, but those two just slugged the shit out of each other for another good five minutes. Um, you know, and then Mondo screws up, he goes for the DVD, but he can't support it, and Lethal gets a lethal injection for the one, two, three. So 
And then people are trying to help Mondo get up, and Lethal's telling him to, like, get out of the way. Yeah. Like, let this man get up on his own. He offers the hand. Mondo shakes the hand. And then uh, we had some we had some post-match comments from uh, Jay Lethal. From Jay Lethal saying, you know, Mike Mondo, it's a real deal. Yeah, could have taken the powder. But, no, he, uh, you know, he came back and, and he fought hard. So, um, and I just want to shout out, I don't know if this is the right name, but Mondo put Lethal in a, a great fine figure four into a figure eight thing. I don't know. It was lots of twisting and turning on his legs. Um, like he had him on his back. He put him in the sharpshooter, rolled him over in the figure four. And then I don't even know how to explain it. Um, but I ain't never seen no move like that before. So Mike Mondo, once again, always busting out a new move every match. Always. All right, well, so the million-dollar question is here. I mean, I do not want to, to uh, you know, question Mike Mondo's integrity or anything, but you think he has a shoot? think he was hurt? Or you just think that's part of the storyline? Because, I mean, it, I mean, it turned into a great story. I'd like – I think we'll have to wait and see how things kind of go from here. Because it's tough to say, like, how stuff really plays out in continuity because of how Ring of Honor puts up, like, TV episodes. Yeah, it's... So, I mean, you know, like, we see him on TV next week, but it's like, when was that tape compared to when this event was? Like, did he hurt his knee? I don't know. Mike Mondo is also a great mind for this business. So, if he hurt his leg and he's just continuing to sell this leg... Yeah, no. So, yeah, I mean, if it, if it's an angle, I mean, it was a well told, you know, story. Really enjoyed it. I mean, this this match fucking fucking ruled, you know. So, um, in our next match, uh, we've got some old VW guys here. Uh, we've got Samson oh, yeah. Waffle, what Chris Silver, fucking snoozer. Except for that one guy, uh, Samson Walker. Samson Walker. Yeah. That dude was but, a shit. Yeah, that dude. I don't know. Whatever, I know we looked him up before. He um, was in the he was in the top prospect tag tournament thing, right? Um, dude, we had Shiloh. Right, Shiloh Jones was in this match. No, yeah, yeah. Shiloh, and then Tony Kazina, which is Kyle O'Reilly's training partner, which will come on you know later. But uh, yeah, Samson Walker shined in this match. Well, he, he made this long. match. Yeah, and Chris Silvio is starting to grow on me a little bit. You know, I know he's an OVW, you know, legend, but uh, yeah, Walker's huge, uh, wins the match, power bombs the shit out of one of the guys. Um, the, the beef with his own partner, the Muhammad Ali, whatever guy who was like tagging himself in, he's like, what are you doing, bro? <laughs> yeah, so um, it wasn't okay. Man. It was definitely kind of after that last match. Uh, this, was, this was a piss break match. Just just go buy some merch, grab another beer, cut pizza for as your wife comes home from work as you're watching this, and you know, okay. OVW match. Get out of here, Cornette. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, next match though. But we got a quick promo, and uh, Kyle O'Reilly's still claiming he didn't tap. Well, he says I was just beating the blood into my leg. You know, Todd Sinclair. And uh, I didn't end up in the hospital. Adam Cole did, so 
and he's going to have scars for the rest of his life. And he just tells everybody he's going for that TV title. It's a little promo. And then we get Kyle O'Reilly in the ring, and he cuts pretty much the same exact promo. But uh, I do. I, I was proud. Adam, you tapped out. You tapped out. I, w- I was proud of my people here. I was proud that, that, that you tapped out, Chan, kept going the whole match. Um, and I feel bad. I didn't actually get a chance to research it. But, dude, who the fuck is this Tadarius Thomas guy? He came out of fucking nowhere. This match was a fucking banger. It was good stuff. I, I, I have no idea who this guy is. Um, a super athletic. Uh, he was going toe-to-toe with the, you know, he was beating Kyle O'Reilly at his own game. Um, I mean, yeah, this is a great submission for a good 10, 15 minutes. So uh, the exchange of uh, or like the, the, the arm bar sequence at the end was, was, was great stuff. Yeah. I, so I have to look up. Hopefully, that maybe, hopefully not, that a, not, not surprising that Kyle O'Reilly picked up another win. Yeah. Over the, Maybe he was known to the Milwaukee crowd, but I mean, fortunately, might like to say the unknown, Mr. Thomas. Yeah, I mean, um, I'll ask around, you know, but I mean, they, well, they said he was from Detroit, uh, from Detroit, um, you know, so, yeah, because they didn't really bring any, unless they had him in the dark matches, there's only one local, local guy, but we'll get into that here soon, that's all I'm going to say. Um, but yeah, Kyle O'Reilly was, yeah, it was a great on bar exchange, but he gets the arm bar, uh, taps Thomas out. Great match. Loved it. Go back and watch it. Uh, and then he keeps to, you know, yeah, doing he, the hold, he keeps the hold. He's flipping people off. And then, uh, what's his nuts from the last match comes out. Tony Kazina, his training partner, you know, and then Kyle O'Reilly slaps an arm bar on him too. Yep, I mean Kyle O'Reilly's last friend for now uh, in Ring of Honor. You know he snapped, so they say. So, uh, but then the next match, I mean, honestly, this card was better than I remember when I watched it a couple days ago. I don't know what I was thinking. Um, besides the OVW match, this has all been bangers. Um, but we got BJ Whitmer, a uh, friend of Brain Buster Boy, so hopefully maybe we get BJ Whitmer on one of these days. So, uh, but he's it's weird to see him with hair. See, I don't know. When, whenever, when, see, when I picture him, I think of when he was teamed up with Cheeseburg because that's how I was introduced to him. So he had a shaved head at the time. See, I don't remember. Yeah, I don't remember. And he looks significantly younger here, even though when I would have first seen him, it was only a couple years after this. Like, yeah. um, but. He's a great hand. Yeah, that's a great way to put it. You know, and I guess this is the first time Ring of Honor's been back to Milwaukee in eight years, uh, which I'm pretty impressed that Ring of Honor was in Milwaukee 2004, if you think about it, because I didn't think they traveled much out of the East Coast back then. But um, I mean, you said Milwaukee's like an hour from Chicago, right? Yeah, but I wasn't even sure if they were on Chicago much or not or anything. So, um, I mean, it's a great wrestling city. Obviously, I'm biased. It's, it's what I mean. You know, and Carino, I mean, Carino and Kelly were putting over the crowd the entire time. Um, and it came across last I mean, they were hot. Turner commentary Hall, commentary was great. Time. If people haven't, this is a great way to get introduced to what our future TV commentary booth is with Carino and Kelly together. A lot of fun. They play off each other very well. And um, so I don't know if it was like it for this. So, 
Turner Hall is kind of like a trendy hipster kind of uh, kind of venue. Um, there's this company called Mondalucha that runs there every uh, Thanksgiving. And um, it's definitely more of a hipster PWG, like we only go to one wrestling show a year type of vibe. Uh, but they're hot. I mean, the crowd's fucking hot because they're one night out a year. Um, so I don't know if, it, I mean, if that, it's the building itself because um, it is downtown. But um, yeah, I'll have to dig some further into this. So, so you're saying here. I got to come down around Thanksgiving to see some Mondo Lucha? There's better shows around there. But the problem have you been? Have you have you gone to the Mondo Lucha shows? Yeah. Yeah, I've been yeah, I've been to that show, that Thanksgiving show, and I saw them in two other places. So it's fun. Um, you know, it's it's different. It's a burlesque wrestling show, and so, yeah. I feel like I've heard the name before. Yeah, I mean it's fun. I'm I'm glad I've gone. I'll probably go again this year. Um, where's it going with this? We're talking about the venue. The crowd's hot. Venue, yeah, venue's awesome. They're uh, back in Milwaukee. You couldn't yeah. believe it. I don't remember what I was going to say. So, okay. Well, I guess we'll, right. we'll just carry on with the actual coverage. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, BJ Whitmer, uh, Roddy gets on the mic, uh, cuts a funny promo. I guess I love this born- promo. I thought of you instantly. Yeah. You know, he was born in Milwaukee or he was born in Wisconsin, uh, but he's glad his dad, you know, his dad felt that he deserved beaches and sunshine. So he moved into Tampa and now uh, we're going to throw this promo on between our fuck you zoom breaks here. But, uh, you know, this is your classic uh, mid-2010s American Strong Style match. Um, you know, like I said, B.J. Whitmer's a great hand, like you said, and Roddy's just Roddy. Um, it's great. Solid yeah. match. Yeah. Um, and I do, and also I want to shout out real quick, Carino did mention uh, the Rave, which is the big venue here, uh, the Rave Eagles Ballroom. Uh, and he also shouted out Jack Koshik, uh, who recently came into the news. Do you know where Jack Koshik recently came into the uh, music news will no jack koshik was the former owner and promoter of the milwaukee metal fest which is now coming back with jamie jostle uh so you got the yeah jack and he actually um did a bunch of wrestling promotions too um so yeah shout out to jack koshik even though i've got real life heat with you guys 25 years ago but that's so much um yeah you know but at the end of the match whitmer's uh besting strong but uh you know, that book of truth, that thing, I mean, it's got a lot of knowledge to pack that kind of wallop. So truth knocks out Whitmer and uh, Roddy gets the one, two, three. So fun, uh, fun, fun, fun. And then this next match, Will, I don't know if we're going to be able to get, fit this in in eight minutes, but we're going to give it a try. Um, this next match, my match of the night, Silas Young, uh, maybe making his Ring of Honor debut per se. Uh, versus, I think it's a, I think it's a re-debut. Yeah, I think he's done small. He well. was in. He was, I think, in like the pure title picture. But they said he hasn't been in Ring of Honor for a while. Oh wow, really? That long ago? Huh? huh. Well, we'll pull, we'll pull up the cage match just to to verify, but because I'm pretty sure Carino had said that if you if Ring of Honor fans haven't seen Silas Young before or hadn't seen him before they're in for a treat but i'll pull up the cage match to see but great to see silas young i was a he was one of the first people that really uh jumped out at me when i first checked out ring of honor 
Yeah, and uh, friend, he was kind of fully embroiled in the last real man gimmick. Yeah, uh, you know, friend of uh, High Five Tom, so um, hopefully he'll get some road trips in. That's not as far yourself, but um, but like I said, my good friend Andy, like I said, that was at this match. Uh, his uh, his sole purpose was he kept telling everyone that Silas and Elgin were going to steal the match, and everyone. That's what I'm thinking. It might have been a hipster crowd because no one really knew who Silas was. Uh, but those two had battled because I mean Silas. For those that don't know, Silas is literally the man that carried AAW down to Chicago, All-American Wrestling, um, that we've mentioned several times on this podcast, on his back for years. He's probably their greatest champion ever. And him and Elgin had some fucking battles. Um, so my buddy Andy, also did, um, who's pretty deep in AAW like I am, uh, just kept talking. So I want to show it to Andy real quick. Um, yeah, you know, obviously Silas is super over in Milwaukee. Um, comes out to his music, even though someone else had it a couple weeks ago. Um, Silas Jones got so many fucking matches to go back for. Yeah, I bet he's got a couple thousand at least. Um, uh, he's got 807. On there. On here. That's The crazy. first match listed is September 3rd, 2002. Wow. So you keep talking. I want to see where the first Ring of Honor blip is. Um, yeah, and then Elgin gets on the mic. Uh, he respects Silas, you know, and they've gone, they've gone to war before, uh, but nothing's going to stop him from becoming champion. Um, you know, and what can, you know, this match, it, it just ruled. Um, these two have, have cultivated this, this rivalry over all over the world. And that's not hyperbole. Um, you know, and if anybody wants to match recommendations from, from other promotions for these two, I'll let me know. I'll dig some up. You know, I know I've definitely seen these two beat the piss out of it too, but, uh, yeah, and I'm pretty sure, um, you know, Will's kind of looking up right now, but I would imagine Silas was pretty Ring of Honor heavy after this. Um, I'm pretty sure he would have gotten signed, uh, but getting to the match real quick. So Elgin actually kicked out of Silas's misery. And when uh, he hit that, when Silas hit misery, dude, the crowd went fucking bananas. Um, little spoiler alert for real life not many people kick out of the move. It's basically the move where Silas. Uh, does his handstand on the on the turnbuckle? Uh, does a flippy floppy thing off top rope and lands on him? Uh, great move, and a very athletic move. You wouldn't think that he could hit, um, you know. And Silas countered a bunch of power bombs a few times, uh, but at the end, you know, Michael Elgin he gets the buckle bomb into the power bomb for the win, and then you know once again Truth Martini comes in trying to steal the glory. Um, but yeah, no, Elgin's not, Elgin's not having it. Elgin's like, listen, shit's not working for me. Yeah. He's like, this man fought his heart out. And uh, they sh- they shake hands, they hug it out, and now uh, they both go back together. So, um, yeah, you know, like classic, you know, Elgin may have gotten the pin here, uh, but Silas went over um, huge in this match. So, uh, so definitely my match tonight. And like I said, Andy, thank you so much for – for saying that, I uh, appreciate all your help. We'll get you on for uh, Punk and Joe too soon. So, um, so, yeah. so Tom, I I misspoke. According to the according to the match history, uh, this was Silas Young's first appearance for Ring of Honor. Really? Okay. And according to this, we uh, won't see him again until September. Well, still, he's on the he's on the radar. It's on the radar, and then uh, once uh, looks like May of 2013, we start seeing a more prevalent Silas Young. 
That's cool. Huh. All right. So, yeah, and Karina wasn't wrong. You know, these these two had, uh, you know, had uh, had had some chemistry. But, you know, Will, obviously, I did most talking on this match. You got uh, any thoughts to add to my very deep and introspective review of that match? No, it was a great match. It, the ending progressed the story between the House of Truth, Michael Elgin kind of feeling like he's on the outs because he, he's like, you know, I don't like winning matches the way you guys like winning matches. He's like, I, he sends Martini to the back. He's like, I want to do this on my own. I don't, I don't need you here. He's like, I can win stuff on my own. Yeah. Eat at Roddy. Like, yeah. Yeah. Roddy. So it's, it's, it's cracking. You know, we got, Elgin's kind of on the out. So you got the Guardians of Truth, you know, the glue of the House of Truth. And, uh, and Roddy Strong. But fun match. Like I said, I like Silas Young a lot. Uh, you know, Elgin's definitely like, you know, he's got the rocket strapped to his back. It's not firing off yet, but it's there. Like you can tell he's going to be. Yeah. Like a big deal there. Yeah, he's definitely. He's only twenty six, you know. Although he looks like he's forty six, but you know, he still does the hair, or lack thereof. So, well, will I think this is a good time as ever? I think we're gonna take a quick fuck you Zoom break, and then uh, we'll wrap up with the last two matches. So, high fire. We'll see you guys in about ten seconds.
All right, high fivers. We are back and we are in the home stretch of Brew City Beatdown. Like we talked about before the break, um, you know, Truth Martini was kind of left in the ring after Elgin uh, walked out with his new old friend, Silas Young. And, uh, but yeah, uh, Truth's in the ring. He's talking about uh, he can smell that derriere. Boy, never heard that one before. That's a brand new joke, Truth Martini. Ha ha ha! Actually, well, it was pretty funny coming from him, but um, you know, I mean, so their next match is a uh, uh, rematch. Uh, we've got Rhino versus Eddie Edwards. Um, you know, and the story here though is, you know, Rhino wants title shot. He wants steam, uh, but Carino's on commentary, and like we talked about last week, obviously Carino and Rhino have history. Carino, Carino says he knows all the tricks. Anything that Rhino knows. Carino knows because Carino taught him. So, um, you know, like one the opponent's day, pre-scouted. Yeah, um, one of these days, Will and I, Will and I, will actually go back and and do some scouting for um, ECW and Rhino and Carino. Uh, maybe we'll do it on Monday. I mean, that'd be well. That's going to run to another stack for the House of Truth if Rhino wants a shot at Steen. Elgin's Steen. You know, Elgin's going to want a shot at Steen. We All should. three of your members of House of Truth, maybe the Guardians of Truth, want to, you know, a little Rochambeau for a title shot. Uh, every time the Guardians of Truth are mentioned, a little bit comes off your birthday present, so. I'm just kidding. That's not true at all. Can, I, can, <laughs> I, can I do, like, the Bloody Mary thing if I just stand in my bathroom at night and say Guardians of Truth and spin around three times? Oh, do you really want them showing up in your mirror, though? <laughs> I mean, I've already got the, the cropped hair. <laughs> I just uh, turn around. I've got the, the, the headbangers, like, face paint on. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, but at, at the end of the day, I mean, this match was, compared to everything else, I mean, well, compared to the last match, I mean, this is super solid. I mean, you know, I've, I've said this a million times. Eddie Edwards takes an ass whooping like few people can. Um, you know, and he's, he's the wily veteran. You know, lots of good submission pins, blah, 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 blah. Uh, but at the end of the match, Eddie does get him in the one-legged Boston Crab. But Truth Martini comes out, or comes in, actually assaults Edwards, and he gets a one-legged Boston Crab for himself. And then I lets it go, and he gets a super kick for his trouble. You know, pretty super vicious, uh, you know. And I was surprised Truth was able to cut a promo later. But, you know, once he turns around, we get a... A gore, gore, gore. So Rhino, he's, uh, yeah, Rhino gets the pin, and House of Truth is three for three in Milwaukee. Hey, good for them. About time they had a winning night. Yeah. So then we have a quick promo. Uh, you know, Roddy and uh, Truth, and Truth seems like he's, uh, you know, feeling a little better here, but Roddy wants title. Um, you know, and Elgin's mad that he won without truth, and they do their little punchline, and Elgin just walks away. So, and, uh, next, Will, we've got our main event for the evening. Um, I had a decent idea what was going to happen in this match because it is pretty, it's pretty legendary um, in, in Milwaukee wrestling lore. Uh, it seems like balcony shots are, balcony jumps are, because 
Anyone familiar with uh, the Eagles ballroom? Uh, New, Jack, New Jack jumped up in the Eagles ballroom and broke his leg while standing right next to him back in 2000. Um, I want to shout out my good friend, Ian Began. Um, when he walked in, he said that the ring looked like in a different position. So they all kind of assumed there was something that was odd that was going to happen. You know, the ring wasn't where it normally was for a Turner, ball, Turner Hall ball uh, event. So I will leave that with everybody. Uh, but at the beginning, we get a little quick promo. You know, Steen and Jacob in the quote-unquote locker room because Cornette, you know, is always shelling out money for uh, fantastic locker room accommodations. Uh, but, yeah, basically, um, talking trash about the first goal at the end of it. Um, you know, we just get Steen and Jacob's. Uh, they're basically destined to beat the piss out of each other forever. And uh, this match is no different. Um, you know, they came out. Uh, uh, these four just go at it. You know, there's, there's no other way to put it. Just match, you know, Kevin Steen and Jimmy Jacobs in a match with the Briscoe brothers, and that's what this was. It was entertaining as shit. Uh, the ball goes outside because this is a regular old tag team match, Will. This is not the Arsenal stipulations or anything. Uh, but it goes outside, and they get counted out. So, Will, your main event's a fucking draw. How do you feel about that? I mean, I feel a little suspect since the the, the ticker on the thing says I've got another, like, 20 minutes. <laughs> Jim Cornette says, no, no. And he's like, hey, referee. It's like, you know what his fucking name is. I people, people, I mean, they point out it's like who who they looking for was it was Paul Turner wasn't there. It's like where's Paul Turner? Yeah. But uh, says these people paid for a main event where somebody wins, somebody loses. Yeah. People didn't pay for a draw. They want to see a winner. They want to see a loser. So we're gonna restart this match. You know, we're gonna get collected. I mean, everybody's ready. We're gonna restart this match, and when it restarts, it's anything goes. Again, then Carino, you know, very upset. You know, we were only contracted to wrestle once tonight, not two matches. Oh, Steve Carino, you are my friend. Um, yeah, yeah. As soon as they, as soon as they ring that bell, there's a there's a Briscoe flying over the top rope. <laughs> um, yeah, and then once again, yeah, there's a generico sighting in the front row. Um, we can't confirm if that was actually, I mean, he's still, this is, you know, he still hasn't passed away yet. Our, you know, rest in peace, generico. Um, no, he hasn't saved those orphans yet. Maybe it was, maybe it wasn't. Um, a lot of fun suplexes on the chairs, like different kind of moves, uh, DVDs and suplexes that were on chairs. That was fun. Um, and then will table comes out. Kevin Steen. Of course it does. Comes out. And uh, Jay Briscoe hammers Kevin Steen, punches him right in the dome piece. And all of a sudden, there's the Batman signal on the CW18, which is CW Channel 18 sign, uh, which is very prominent throughout this whole thing. It appears that Mike Mark Briscoe is up in the balcony. And Mark Briscoe jumps off said balcony and levels Kevin Steen through the table. Um, now, when I first saw this, I was going through in my head um, from previous matches I've seen in this building. That would have been a fuck of a jump. 
Um, but as my friend Andy mentioned, they had really kind of configured it um, because we're, you know, the roles that were under that balcony, they're usually four or five deep. But this time they're like two deep and there's a bunch more on the other side. So um, still epic though. Still. Yeah. I mean, that, I mean, that would have been another seven, eight feet. I don't want Mark Briscoe to die. He's literally one of my favorite human wrestlers in the history of the world. Um, the guy is a national fucking treasure. It was a great shot, and I loved it. And Ring of Honor never, ever does this. They replayed that like five times during the match. Um, but yeah, and then I love once the once Mark hit Steen, dude, Jay did a great sell job. I don't know if you watched that or not, but Jay just fucking landed on his ass. Like, oh, loved it. Um, yeah, and there's a little bit more brawling, but yeah, then uh, – Jay Briscoe hit the Jay driller, which will, if I'm not mistaken, is a pile driver type maneuver. It, it, it is a pile driver. Um, on Jimmy Jacobs for the one, two, three. That's what uh, Karina was arguing is it's a pile driver maneuver. Yeah. And then Kevin Clare's like, well, if anything goes. And Steve Carino's like, I don't care. It wasn't in the contract. So, um, but yeah, them boys get a, get a pin. They didn't pin the world champion. Um, but the team of the Briscoes have a win over They're the the cha- world champs got his first loss, right? Yeah, in a while. Yes, first loss since uh, final battle twenty ten. So in any form, you know. But you know, at the end of the day, Steen doesn't take it very well. Um, no, can't imagine he does. You know, and then we had a post match belt down, and it was really weird, dude. I mean, will. The guy was ringing the bell. Why didn't Steen stop? Uh, the bell was ringing. Can't believe these heels didn't adhere to the bells and the referees. I couldn't believe it either. So Unre- uh, Unbelievable. These bad guys cheating. not following the rules. Um, but, yeah, and then uh, out comes Rhett Titus. Kind of didn't see this coming, but I kind of like it. Um, but like we were referring to, you know, Rhett's pissed. You know, he says he's been yeah. stretching his title. You know, I did nothing wrong. My ship has sailed. You know, I'm pissed and I'm going to do something about it. And he's like, and, you know, maybe me and them boys have not seen eye to eye before, but in the last year, they've taught me how to fight. They taught me how to bleed and they taught me how to man up. So it looks like he's like, I can't think of two better men to go to war with than them boys. Okay, right, Titus doesn't really talk with a southern accent, but I thought I'd throw it in there because it's fucking funny. Um... Yeah, it felt kind of like that Davy Richards promo from like months ago, where it's like, we're you know, we're the good guys. We're Ring of Honor, honorable things. Where Tyson got to come out and be like, my tag team partner got fired. I don't have a championship anymore. Yeah. <laughs> um, this sucks. <laughs> and um. You know, we'll we'll see where this goes. You know, uh, hopefully, hopefully, rep. But you know, will I may be wrong. Um, that might be Rhett's last championship or until he wins that TV title. Yeah, because like, I don't know if the All Night Express won the belts when they reunited. Like, no, like ten years later. <laughs> yeah. So. Um, you know, I, I guess we'll find out. We're going to find out week to week, but I like where they're going. Um, you know, give me Rhett and the Briscoes versus Scum. You know, 
Yeah. You know, so um, like we always ask this time around this time, Will, obviously, you know, well, let's go, let's we'll backtrack a little bit. So if you just happen to stumble on, you've never heard of Ring of Honor before, and you happen to stumble on the TV episode, would that review have gotten you pumped? Would you have thought about, I mean, maybe going back and watching the watching the replay at all? Actually, I don't even know if they did replays back then, but would yeah, that yeah. have even drive you at all? You can go to ROHwrestling.com. You could. You could. And um, you could buy a DVD? You know, for us, obviously, it's a little annoying because we watched everything. I understand why they did it. Um, but yeah, but if you were brand new, would that, would that, that, would that wrap up or, or um, review of that wrapped you into it? I think it would have been appealing to me as somebody who wouldn't have been chilling out for pay-per-views to know that I could miss a pay-per-view and I'm still going to get something from the pay-per-view. Yeah. Obviously the timing's a little off. Cause like I said, we did best in the world. Two weeks ago? Yeah. So it'd be like, the oh, there was a pay-per-view two weeks ago, and I'm getting a recap of it now, so. Yeah. But, yeah. I mean, you know, it's like, oh, if I miss stuff, you know, it's the WWE used to post, like, all the stills, like, when the, the Raw would open up. Yeah. Of, like, here's kind of, like, some cliff notes of, like, some stuff that happened with the audio behind it. Yeah. Whereas Ring of Honor is like, we'll just give you a fucking third of the show right now. Here you go. And they did. So, um, and then obviously, you know, I don't know what I was thinking the first time I watched this because, you know, like I've, I've said before, what I'll do is like the next day after we record, I'll watch Netflix and, you know, kind of while I'm working. Um, but this pay per view is a lot better than I thought it was. I mean, obviously, there's a downer of the OVW match, but that OVW match was a stink because if you could have cut that, this man, this show would have been like two hours. Yeah. Great. Yeah. A solid two hour paper. But Jim Cornette's got to fucking jerk off his OBW kids. Yeah. Well, I mean, you know, he wants to make it worth it for the people in, the, in the attendance and people buying DVDs and everything. So, but of all the matches you could have offered, you had to bring in like a bunch of OBW guys. Yeah, where's Matt Taven? Where's the Young Bucks? Where's Mike Bennett? Well, maybe they're booked somewhere else. You know, maybe maybe they're at Impact. You know. <laughs> Hey, you're mentioning a lot of people you see on TV next week. Oh, weird. Interesting. So, no, it's um, like you, I feel like we could have got another match. Yeah. That was maybe more pertinent to the, the happenings in Ring of Honor. Yeah. I mean, Samson. Even if we just got like an extended bit where Chompa was just like beating up some. You know, if it was Chompa beating up some OVW kid or whatever, progress the stories that you actually have going. No, no Chompa this week on that paper either. So, yeah, no Chompa, no. uh, Said no Matt Taven. Me, Matt Taven really isn't on a regular basis yet. No Bravado Brothers. Haven't seen those guys in ages. They'll be back. I mean, maybe now the, the tag titles are open. Yeah. The, what are they going to do about that? So they haven't mentioned that yet. So, yeah. The, you know, and this is, I mean, obviously this show for me is a little different being from Milwaukee, but the show is pretty legendary in, in Milwaukee wrestling lore. Obviously the Mark Briscoe bit. 
Silas Mickey is going to want to debut. You know, um, you know, it's their first time at Turner Hall. You know, that is a legendary venue. So I don't even know who have ran there before. Um, Ring of Honor would have, but yeah, all in all, really good. I really enjoyed it. I, you know, I appreciate Will, you know, powering through with me on this one. So, no, I said, good thing there was, like you said, you know, these people wouldn't have gotten as good of an episode if, uh, yeah, we didn't have this to talk about because otherwise it would have been just a TV recap where you said, you know what, you know, we don't need to really go over anything new. So, this is gonna be our shortest. It, it would have, it would have been our, our question from Brendan and, uh, Jonathan Gresham talk. Yeah. Um, you know, so high fivers, make sure you stay tuned uh, next week for uh, Brundin's weekly questions of dishonor. Um, but yeah, questions are always open. You know, Will and I, you know, I mean. Any question. Doesn't even have to be about wrestling. No, no, it doesn't. You know, let, it, let us know what you think about olives. I mean, yeah, as long as you like them, I will, we'll talk about it. So, I mean, and, um, and we'll just say, so you know, my wife talked me out of buying you an economy size can of olives. She just doesn't get it. But Brit- Brittany's disappointed that you wouldn't have done that. Now I just might. So we'll see. Um, but yeah, high fiver. So yeah, Will and I are actually going to interact in real life. Uh, Again, Tom, Tom's coming up to the Great White North. Um, yeah, seriously, any, any questions? Um, yeah, it doesn't have to be Ring of Honor related. You know, any any life questions? Um, you know, there's very few people I can get away with asking me if I've ever shit my pants. Um, you know, that's all I really got. So, I like that question. Yeah, it was uh, it was funny, and uh, you answered it much more thoroughly than I did. So, got to give the people what they want. Yeah. Well, Will, on that note, like I said, I'm fucking exhausted and I got a long travel day tomorrow, but uh, you got anything you want to put over before we uh, pull this train to the station? No, we'll just put over the uh, the upcoming wrestling stuff. I'll place, like I said earlier, I'll be at Death Before Dishonor in Lowell, Mass. on the 23rd. On the 29th, I'll be in Lowell for the uh, Chaotic Countdown. Wow. Looking forward to seeing... The Mecca, Brian Johnson, and uh, seeing Alex really Price not. again. I I can't wait to meet him. I really can't. I gotta I gotta make my own Bozo T-shirt and get a picture. Uh, I love it. So, well, cool. Yeah, and then next week we'll uh, recap my adventures in uh, in Manhattan for the New York Asian Film Festival. Uh, shout out to my good friend Mr. Rod Domingo, who I just chopped it up with. Uh, thanks for the hookup and everything, and hopefully I'll get to see all that. But, uh, Will, I will see you in real life as we record this in five days, but as it's dropped too. So This is the part where I'd say see you next Tuesday, Tom, but I don't think it's very nice. <laughs> On that note, we're out, high-fivers. <laughs> <laughs>